Once Upon a Time is right now, here on Fable City Radio with your host, Martha Whitehouse. Tonight on Fable City Radio, we will be exploring the very gory tale of the robber bridegroom. I have taken the liberty of taking elements both from the Grimm Brothers story, The Robber Bridegroom, and an English version of the story called Mr. Fox or Mr. Fox's Courtship. It is the story of a brave young woman who is facing the prospect of a nightmarish marriage and the risks she has to take to avoid a grisly fate. This story is gross and graphic, so listener discretion is advised. Now, once the kids are out of the room, sit back, relax, and enjoy my version of The Robber Bridegroom. Once upon a time, there was a miller who kept an inn. He had a brave and beautiful daughter named Mary, whom he was very fond of. But as she grew older, he grew more and more worried about making a good match between her and a worthy suitor. So he made up his mind that when a successful man who could be a good provider came to the inn, he would offer his daughter's hand to him. One day, a man of impeccable manners, good breeding, and good fortune named Mr. Fox came to stay at the inn as a guest. The miller invited him to dine with him and his daughter, and the man graciously agreed. He told the miller that he was a successful businessman and that he lived in a mansion on the other side of a dark wood that grew near the inn. The miller was very impressed with the man's wealth and decorum, as well as his devoted attention to Mary. After several more visits, the miller told Mary that he wanted her to accept the merchant's offer of marriage. Mary tried to be happy about the engagement because agreeing to marry Mr. Fox was the only way to ease her father's mind about her future. She had always acquiesced to her father's authority before, but the idea of marrying Mr. Fox made her very unhappy, and every time she gazed upon him, she shuddered silently in disgust. One day, when Mr. Fox came to visit his betrothed, he said to her, We are engaged, and yet you never come and visit me at my home. Soon we will marry, and you will join me there. But you must come and visit me there first, and meet my friends and family. But I do not know the way to your house, said the miller's daughter, hoping to avoid the visit. I've told you it's on the other side of the woods yonder. It's not too far. I'll make it easy for you. I will lay a trail of ashes for you to follow and you will use it to come and see me next Sunday afternoon. Mary nodded at Mr. Fox agreeably, but her heart was heavy, and inwardly she recoiled at the idea of being alone with Mr. Fox in his house. The week before the visit passed quickly, as the poor miller's daughter waited in dread and fear for her journey. She barely slept and ate very little, but her father thought it was just his daughter's excited anticipation that made her look nervous. Mary, scared but determined, filled her pockets with dried peas before she set off to walk to Mr. Fox's house. She found the ash-strewn path he had left for her, but she didn't trust it to lead her back home if it grew dark in the woods, so she dropped a line of peas while she followed the path of ashes that drew her ever deeper into the woods. Finally, she saw Mr. Fox's house through the trees. The forest fell into silence as she walked up the steps and knocked on the door. Even the forest birds were silent. 
No one answered her knock, so the young woman tried the door, and finding it open, she stepped inside. The house was silent, so she called out, Is anyone there? Before the echo of her words died away, she heard a voice coming from the corner of the room. It was a bird in a cage, and it called out, Away, pretty maid! Away you must fly! If you stay in this house, you will surely die! Although the words were disturbing, the brave young woman looked in room after room, finding no one at home. Then she saw some steps leading down to a cellar. At the bottom of the steps, she found an old woman sitting next to a bubbling cauldron that she stirred with a long wooden spoon. Mary said, I have come looking for my fiancé, Mr. Fox. Does he live here? Sweet girl, you are in mortal danger. You have come into a den of killers thinking you would find love, but if you stay here, you will die. Do you see this pot? The killers force me to keep it boiling at all times. They bring girls here, and they kill them without mercy, cut them to bits, and eat them. They are foul cannibals, and they will do the same thing to you. Mary was stricken with fear. I must run, she cried. There is no time for that, said the old woman. They will return at any moment. I know you came to this terrible house looking for your fiancé, but now you will have to accept my protection from him. The old woman led the trembling maiden to a large barrel. Hide behind here until I tell you to come out and make not a sound, or you will forfeit your life. I am tired of living in this bondage. We will run from this place together. Soon Mary, shaking with fear and hiding behind the barrel, heard the stomp of boots and the sounds of men laughing. Then her heart sank as she heard a young woman, much like herself, crying and begging for mercy. The men roughly threw the maiden on a table, brutally killed her, stripped off her clothing, and set upon her with their knives. Mr. Fox, grinning like a fiend, his mouth dripping with blood, pointed to a diamond ring on the poor girl's finger. He tried to pull it off, but it wouldn't budge, so he raised his knife and hacked at her hand. The ring finger flew up into the air, dropped behind the barrel, and landed in the lap of Mary. She covered her mouth with her hands so that she wouldn't scream aloud, and her heart hammered in her chest. The brute started to rise from his chair to search out his prize, but the old woman stopped him. That finger can't run from you. Eat your meal before it gets cold, master. I have hot mulled wine for all of you, she said. She produced the glasses and Mr. Fox sat back down, taking a big draft out of the cup she gave him. Unbeknownst to the killers, the old woman had drugged their wine and soon they were all passed out and snoring with their heads resting on the blood-soaked table. The old woman helped Mary out of her hiding place, and they both ran from the house as if the devil himself were on their heels. The ash path had blown away, but the peas had sprouted in the moonlight, and they were able to find their way back to town. The two parted ways at the inn, and the old woman departed to be reunited with her family in another village. Mary walked silently past her sleeping father, climbed the stairs to her room, and collapsed crying onto her bed. She wrapped herself in a blanket, and exhausted from her ordeal, she fell into a deep sleep. 
The next day, she woke up and thought that her experience of the night before might just have been a terrible nightmare. Then she felt the terrible lump in the pocket of her apron, and she cried. Finally, she composed herself and went downstairs to prepare breakfast. Her father, sensing that something was wrong, did not ask about the visit, but he started talking about the preparations for his daughter's wedding. Mary had other plans. Father, I beg you to invite my future husband to a special celebration dinner tomorrow. That is an excellent idea, child. I will invite all of our friends and family to celebrate your upcoming nuptials. Mary prepared a feast and made all in readiness, decorating a festive table and laying out the fine dishes and silver. Guests began arriving promptly the next day, and Mr. Fox and his men marched boldly into the dining room to take their seats. The brave miller's daughter seated herself across from her cruel fiancé. When all were settled, Mr. Fox said, My dear bride-to-be, you look pale and haggard, and there are dark circles under your eyes. Are you ill? I am just tired because I didn't sleep very well last night. I had the most horrible dream. Pray tell us about it, my dear, said Mr. Fox, and Mary nodded her head. Very well. I dreamt that last night I followed a path of ashes to your house in the dark wood. Well, I did invite you, but you never came, said Mr. Fox. In my dream, I arrived at your house and opened the door, and when I stepped inside, a bird in a cage said, Away, pretty maid, away you must fly. If you stay in this house, you will surely die. Come now, said Mr. Fox. Never was this said, and never was this done, dear girl. The maiden spoke again. Then I dreamed that I hid in your cellar behind a barrel after an old woman told me that you were a murderer and a cannibal. Come now, said Mr. Fox. Never was this said, and never was this done, dear girl. Then I dreamed that you dragged a poor crying girl to your table and killed her and cut off her finger to steal her ring, and then you and these gentlemen ate her, cried Mary. Come now, you are beside yourself, said Mr. Fox. Never was this said, and never was this done, dear girl. It was a nightmare. With that, the brave young woman rose from her seat, drew the finger from her pocket, and said, And here is what flew into my lap. It is the finger you cut from your victim, and it will be your death sentence. Mr. Fox and his men leapt to their feet and jumped through the window trying to escape, but the assembled family and friends were faster and stronger, and Fox and his friends were killed before they could flee. The miller embraced his daughter and apologized for promising her to such a cruel man, and he was overjoyed when later on Mary fell in love and married a kind man, and they lived happily ever after. The end. I hope you enjoyed The Robber Bridegroom. This story has been a popular fairy tale throughout several centuries and across many countries. It shares common elements with other stories and poems in which a brave and fair young maiden becomes engaged to a man who turns out to be a murderer or an evil fiend. Other English stories with the same basic plot are Bobby Rag, Seller of Blood, Dr. Forster, 
The Girl Who Got Up a Tree, The Courtship of Mr. Fox, Mary the Maid of the Inn, Riddle Me, Riddle Me Right, which is a Canadian story, Marriage of a Queen and a Bandit, which is an Italian tale, and several others. My story contains elements of the Grimm Brothers version, The Robber Bridegroom, as well as the English story, The Courtship of Mr. Fox. All of the versions of this story seem to be first or second cousins of Charles Perrault's Bluebeard, in which a woman unknowingly marries a cruel killer. All of the versions of this fairy tale feature a mysterious man proposing marriage. In some versions, the protagonist, in this case the bride-to-be, is enthusiastic about marrying the stranger, and in others, she is suspicious. In all cases, the bride-to-be is a brave young woman. In the poem, Mary, the Maid of the Inn, the title character is described as brave when she accepts a bet from two bar patrons who dare her to walk down a lonely dark road to a graveyard near a church abbey to pick a twig from a tree that only grows there. With a promise of a new bonnet, the maid accepts the challenge with alacrity only to find out while hiding that her boyfriend is a killer coming into the graveyard to hide a body. Most of the versions of stories of the robber bridegroom type also feature a cat and mouse game at the end where the bridegroom is tricked into listening to the bride-to-be reciting all of his crimes and then producing proof in the form of the murdered woman's hand or finger. This is usually a sing-song style exchange with repeated statements and responses, so I included that in my version. All of the Mr. Foxes in the story meet a grim end, and once they are found out, Uh, That's once they are found out by the bride-to-be's friends and family. All the stories in the robber-bridegroom tradition warn about the dangers of trusting people on appearance and prosperity alone. Mr. Fox looks good on the surface, wealthy, successful, and well-mannered, but the poor bride-to-be soon finds out that looks can be very deceiving. Have you ever bitten into a beautiful-looking piece of fruit only to find something disgusting inside? The Mr. Fox character seems to represent a universal fear of something attractive turning out to be rotten inside. The father in this story is predictably clueless and a little too eager to marry off his daughter, but in several of the deadly fiancé stories, the maiden is just as smitten with the secretly evil suitor as her kin are. Well, that's all I have for now. Remember to never judge a book by its cover, unless, of course, it's a romance novel, in which case that's probably a pretty good representation of what's inside. But with people, it's never a sure thing. So just remember that and join me again soon for another story in Fable City Radio.